Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me once again today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me and uh, my, my esteemed guests. My next guest today is Natalie Alicia Gold uh, from the Gold Legal Group, LLP. And uh, they're situated in Los Angeles, California, and New York, New York. And today we're going to talk about estate planning for the modern woman. So, Natalie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Bill, thanks so much for having me. Great to be with you and your listeners. Well, thank you. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, and uh, we met uh, via a group called Provisors. And, um, you know, you're, you're well regarded in the group. I'll, I'll tell our listeners right off. It's a group of professionals that get together and talk about cases they may have referred to each other and the outcome of those. So I was very impressed, and I, I thought it would be great to have you on the show um, before we get into the topic matter, uh, could you please just share a little bit about yourself and your background and how you uh, came to start Gold Legal Group? Sure, Bill. So my story typically starts at 15 years old, where I was in a quite traumatic uh, car accident where I was a pedestrian, and two guys were racing their cars from light to light, and one hit me. My, the entire left side of my body, I was hit at 60 miles an hour, was decimated, and I have multiple pieces of metal to this day. However, I disregarded my orthopedic surgeon's advice of you're going to take 10th, you know, sit 10th grade out, and you're going to not be walking for a while, and I said, let me show you. And in a month and a half, thank goodness, I was able to be out of the wheelchair dancing, choreographing on stage. So from that moment, Bill, I knew that I had to give back to the world in a huge way because this was my second chance, and it was a realization at 15, which most people don't have maybe ever in their lives. Um, and from that, I, you know, went on to do college in two years, law school in two and a half, uh, didn't pay a penny for the law school experience. I teach a lot of people how to go to law school for free as well. And then I said, okay, I'm a young, a spry 23-year-old. I worked for a family office of a very wealthy real estate family in New York, saw what can happen between father, son, and the other children with money and business disputes of is it fair, is it equal, is it equitable. And then I went to a trust and state firm. I was there for a little bit. I learned the business. And I said, you know what? My boss can do it. I can do it too. So 24 years old, I, I uh, hung my shingle, as they say, on Park Avenue, New York, and started, you know, going to every event I could and built out a huge uh, network and a great business in New York, and then met the love of my life, my husband in Santa Monica, and now we have 
two gorgeous children, Ariella and Brielle, who are two under two. Uh, so when I speak to my clients, Bill, it's very much from the heart because I am a mom, I am a wife, and I want my clients who are predominantly female to know that they're going to be taken care of truly when they work with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a story. Uh, what an incredible um, uh, background and it, the de- drive and determination that you showed to, to come back from that tragic incident at age 15 and then to, uh, to you know, say, nope, uh, that's a nice try, but I'm not down and uh, incredible to start your own law firm at 24. Were you um, uh, at that point focusing on mainly estate planning or, or kind of overall um, wealth preservation and that type of a thing for your clients at that point? Because I know you got into wealth preservation, and we're going to talk about that. But when you first started, what, was, what were your thoughts about how you were going to represent your clients? So when I first started my business, it was mostly in estate planning and elder law firm. And elder law, people don't really understand what it is, but truly – it is protecting wealth preservation of the assets of an older person who may not have gotten the best advice earlier on because they don't have a long-term care policy. They don't have these things that are going to allow them to truly be able to give a, leave a legacy and give something to their children because the cost of you know, 24-7 care is astronomical. I mean, today we're talking 15 or 20,000 a month. What will it be in 30 years? And then mm-hmm. that really piqued my interest of what else is possible? Do I have to wait for people to just be, you know, 70s, 80s, and then figuring out how to basically get them onto to Medicaid? I mean, there has to be a better way. How do we take the planning by the reins and truly help these people preserve their legacy during the times that it matters, during the times that they're true, not to say every second of your life matters, but while you still can do something about it, triggers in place to live an amazing life and to, and to leave something special to your children. And I know that many of our business owner clients, I mean, why are we working in our businesses? If it's not, to leave something better behind. We're getting our lives, our souls, our blood, our sweat, our tears. And if we're truly not taking this planning initiative, I say it's all for naught. That's, uh, you know, there are there are authors that agree with you. Um, uh, the authors of, um, of the E-Myth would say, if you know, if you're not getting in your business to create a better life for yourself and someday sell your business, just get a job somewhere because you're taking on a lot of responsibility and extra effort. Um, you know, if you're not focusing on um, creating some some wealth for yourself down the road, you might be better off to uh, just get a job somewhere else. But, you know, but a lot of people would obviously disagree with that and say, well, no, it's because of my independence. It's because of my... Uh, ability to do things on my own. But what they don't realize is um, when you're the boss, you put a target on your back a lot of the time and you take on a lot of other risks. And if you don't deal with those risks, they can, you've seen it, I've seen it, they can really come back to haunt you um, at a time when when you, uh, when you least, you know, you're not expecting it. I am so 
honor that you are comparing me to Michael Gerber and the E-Myth. I will take that every day. And I will also say that I believe he says that if you're just working yourself without a plan, you're basically working for a lunatic, right? And then on the right. second school of thought, which I think you did a great job bringing up, where those things, no, you know, it doesn't really matter. We're a rugged individual. Like my kids will figure it out. But I want to be independent. Great. Why would you then want to invite your potential ex-wife, every creditor under the sun, to be part of the wealth that you're building? If you so value your independence and if you so value your privacy of what's happening in the four walls of your business, you cannot afford not to do planning to protect that business because otherwise you're, not, you're the least bit of an independent. You're no longer independent. Now every single employee who hits you up, every person who visits your premises and falls and hurts themselves, every negligent accident, every potential marriage, everything now becomes your business partner. Why? Yeah, it's a really, really good point. Um, now, um, I've had I've had other guests on the show that have said, you know, when you if you were to buy uh, a mutual fund, let's say you put a hundred thousand dollars into a mutual fund, you would uh, expect to pay a management fee for the management of that fund, and you would expect them to look at it, look at the portfolio, make adjustments as necessary, protect it in down markets, et cetera, et cetera. However, a lot of our clients uh, have a business worth many times that, and they don't they don't budget. Uh, these uh, management or protection costs. Uh, and uh, so the idea is that if you were to budget 1% of the value of your business, you could do a lot to protect that wealth. What are some of the things that you are, just cringe when a business owner comes in and, and they don't have and you go, here we go again, why would you, why would you think you could get away with not having this? So many people do not have a few things. They don't even have a basic estate plan. Forget the bells and whistles, asset protection planning, all that great stuff, okay? Basically, no one has that unless they've gotten great help and they all need it. People don't have even the basics, even an I love you will and a plain vanilla revocable living trust. I mean, come on, Bill. You know, right. let's say you have a million dollars in assets, which is if you have a little house in California, you have a million dollars in assets, okay? The lawyer, right. if you die with a will or without one, but not in trust and not something that goes outside of probate, I get to charge by statute $23,000 on your million. And that's, I don't care if you have a mortgage of 800000 it's on the growth, okay? So people think, like, they're, they're not going to go to a lawyer, they're not. What are they thinking? I mean, a, a little tiny fee to a lawyer can save you that amount of money just on the first million. Now, if you're a business owner, you're clearly going to be, you know, worth potentially more. And for our bigger business owners, I mean, I have billionaire business owners who don't have an estate plan. And I'm begging them, let's get something together. And they're always too busy. And believe you me, Bill, I have times where, you know, we're going to get to it, we're going to get to it, we're going to get to it. Daddy, business owner, goes on a trip abroad and comes back essentially as a vegetable with no will in place, no trust, no nothing. I have another client that's worth, they were worth as a family, three brothers, about a billion dollars between them. And they're immigrants, okay? They made this from ground up. Well, lo and behold, I begged them, let's do planning, let's do planning, let's do planning. Well, they're too busy, too busy, too busy. 
And guess what? The brothership, you know, broke apart. Now they're all worth a tremendous amount less because of the liabilities and the tax bite of having to sell this property. Why? I mean, you know, if we're going to take an endeavor upon our lives, why would we not put ourselves in the best position to succeed from the beginning? And the truth is, no matter what a lawyer charge you, okay, it's a pittance compared to what you're saving. Because no right. lawyer who is ethical and who's more is going to charge you like if you have a, a billion dollar business and you're going to be saving hundreds of millions in tax, who cares what the legal fee is, right? I mean, it just but but some people, you know, they want they don't think like that, and it's unfortunate because then I have their wives and their daughters coming to me and saying, begging me, please, please make them do it, please, because they know that they're going to be dealt that shitty hand of having to figure it all out and they don't have you know necessarily the business experience working the business to know what to do so I think though the biggest thing is people have to get it done I mean I know it's annoying I know it can be hard but with the right professionals it doesn't have to be just it's an explanation here's what we're going to do let the professionals handle it and let them explain to you and guide you to what you're going to do now, if you want independence, if you want to protect your family, there is no better way. And I would also say, Bill, you've got to involve the family. Because if you're saying, you know, little Jimmy, he's really been working very hard and, and he deserves the business, but then you have another child, Bobby, who's out there partying in the pre-COVID days, but I don't want to be unfair to him and we're going to split the business 50-50, Believe you me, Jimmy, who's been working day in, day out, is not going to be too thrilled about that. And right. uh, is there enough money to buy out Bobby? And if there's not, I mean, now Bobby's the, the business partner. And and on everything Jimmy's doing, 100% of the work, he has to give a 50% cut to his brother? That doesn't bode well for family harmony. Nope, that means uh, unhappy Thanksgivings. So, I, yeah, I had a situation real quick that uh, a friend of mine uh, – was actually working out and and died uh, of a heart attack at age yeah. 57 oh, and without with without and, and you know what her uh, before before that happened I had met with him and his wife and she said exactly that we don't even have the basics before we had a chance to get those basics in place he passed away suddenly and Natalie it took it took uh, months of time of planning it took thousands of dollars of uh, lawyer fees, and it took hours of wasted time for the poor widow just to clear the probate on the uh, property, uh, to clear the name on, uh, go through probate and clear his name off of it so she could sell the business. He would never have expected um, it to take so much effort and time and money to clean up something that would have taken a couple thousand bucks with an attorney, a few thousand bucks with an attorney. This happens all the time, Bill, you know, and people think yeah. when they say to their wives and to their kids, don't worry, you'll be, you'll be taken care of, those are the scariest words in the English language to me, run and speak to an attorney to make sure, because let me tell you something, I know plenty of financial advisors who are taking these month in, month out, but the beneficiaries are not listed on those accounts. So then when the time comes time to pay out mommy and, and kids, it's not happening, and they're having to go through probate. And so let's say in the traditional pre-COVID world, it was six months to a year, okay, to do to, without right, any litigation, right. without anything. Today, there is no, like, what courts are open to be taking this? 
So what do people think? You know, they, and it's a reality check. Like, just get it done. And, and realistically, if you value your independence and you value your privacy as I do, why would you want the core to be involved intricately with your intimate affairs? Just make sure it's private, and that's what a trust does. It's very simple. A trust is a legal document that allows for your stuff to go to the people who you want to go to without anyone else's business or without anyone else's intervention. It doesn't have to be a scary thing. It doesn't have to be just for billionaires. It is accessible to all people. I highly, highly, highly suggest that they get it. Very good. Now let's turn the page to those that already have a trust, but they haven't dusted it off for a little while. Um, things, laws change, uh, situations change, beneficiaries change, uh, marriages change. When uh, and how often should someone have that document or set of documents reviewed? Minimum three years. Just take it out, see where it's at. And, and even the taking it out and seeing where it's at, though, so many people don't even know. Their kids don't know where the original documents are. And that document is as good as never being done if you, if you don't know. You have to, you know, truly make an effort to involve the family and your person who you appoint as executor if they're not part of the family to know where are those documents physically, right? That's very important. And then anytime there's a life change, there's a new member to the family, there was a death, heaven forbid, there is a new marriage, there was a divorce, there's a new piece of property, there's a new account. All of these things need to be taken into consideration. And look, if any of the listeners are lucky enough to be having a tremendous liquidity event, the time to be speaking about how to structure that is not after you cash the check. You want to get on a forward-moving basis and play offense so that you can maximize your life's work to go to your family or to your charity or to your whatever you want it to go to so that, you know, you're not going to be just giving it out to any creditor and anyone that comes knocking. You didn't work this hard to allow that to happen. Now, what about um, financially? A lot of times these assets are not liquid. So, for instance, you, you mentioned where you had the two brothers and one was working very hard in the business, the other was not working in the business, and all of a sudden the parents pass away uh, and uh, they – you know, by you know, maybe by bad planning, they decide to leave the the business to both brothers equally. What would uh, where what role would um, other liquidity devices like life insurance play in planning? And what should people? What are some tips for people who have um, illiquid assets? All right, life insurance is an absolute must, especially in those scenarios. There's no way around it. You got to get it young and healthy so that it doesn't cost you a fortune and that it will be able to be a lump sum amount of cash because 50-50 is easy. When there's $5 million bucks in the bank account and that's it, you get 2.5 to one, 2.5 to the other, and go on your merry ways. It's very, very rare that someone is sitting on cash like that without other investments that are not liquid. You've got to get the life insurance to free up the family. Say that, okay, maybe at the end of your life, you, know, you don't have a need for life insurance, whatever. The life insurance today that I'm seeing, the majority of people, why they need it, is not so much the death benefit. It's the long-term care rider that's attached to that life insurance policy that will pay for your care, which, by the way, the majority of us are going to need. So 
even if there may not be a death benefit need, there certainly will be a uh, long-term care need. I mean, if we're lucky, right, if we don't get hit by a bus and that's the end of our lives. But the majority of people are going to be aging gracefully, and that aging takes a lot of money. So you need that protected. And and I think, you know, to your point, Bill, about it's not liquid and the two brothers, okay, so from the one perspective of the business, if they're going to run into the ground because they're going to have such resentment, et cetera. But let's say just on a basic piece of property, your primary residence, and you're going to leave 50-50 to your two kids, okay? And California does an amazing law uh, that allows for the kids to inherit the property tax basis. So if you bought it for next to nothing, and today it's worth three, four million, which is not such a crazy example, right? It happens all the time. Right. Your basis of the three thousand dollars a year you're paying for tax is going to now raise to thirty-five thousand. That's a, year after year. That's a big difference. But if you leave a fifty-fifty to the kids, as they're not being their name on the deed, and one is buying out the other you're now going to have a 50% adjustment in that property tax for the one that's keeping it. Well, that changes the dynamic a lot now, doesn't it? So wouldn't it be Certainly does. if you just had this conversation? I mean, it's a year after year. That's huge. So instead, you say, you know what? This life insurance is going to go to you, Natalie. You're going to get this life insurance because you don't want the house, and you're going to get it free and clear. God bless you. Go have a nice life. And you, Bill, you want to raise your kids in this house. You feel like this is a family house. You want to keep it forever. You're going to get the house. And now you preserve your property tax basis. We still love each other because we both feel like we were treated fairly, you know, equitably. It's not exactly equally. And we've had buy-in into this plan so that the business, the life that we have lived will not be for naught because our kids on the second generation will not kill each other over money. <laughs> Natalie, you, you put it so well and so beautifully. Um, Natalie's website is goldlegalgroup.com, and she's offering, uh, for those listening, a free will for frontline healthcare workers if you use the code HEALTHYWE on the website. And I think that's fantastic. So it's a free will for frontline healthcare workers, code HEALTHYWE on the website, goldlegalgroup.com. Natalie, it's been a tremendous uh, pleasure to, to have you on the show for the first time, and I hope you'll come back soon And uh, because we have a lot more to talk about. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today. So thank you so much. I would love it, Bill. Thank you so much for having me. Be well. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 